0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Bloom Pod. I'm your host, Lauren Taylor, and I'm so excited to encourage the heck out of you over the next 60-ish minutes. We're having conversations that will ignite your spark and challenge you to embrace your real. We're breaking down barriers and encouraging you to embrace the incredible queen you are. Basically, we're having a giant slumber party and you're gonna leave feeling inspired, encouraged to step into your power. So turn up the volume and get ready to bloom with us. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bloom Pod. I am here with the magical Christy Ann. She is a podcast host, self love, and spiritual development coach, and mental health warrior. As a fierce cosmic island woman who loves to spread magic, she shares her flowing journey of healing, evolving, and transformation in the hopes of igniting, guiding, and supporting your radiant metamorphosis. Her passion is to support you in expanding your awareness. And she believes that your existence is sacred and magical, shining unapologetically like the sun. Hi,
1: Christy. Hi, Lauren. Like, always slaying with the intros. Like, I'm just sitting here with the biggest (laughs) smile. Like, this is so sweet. Oh, like, I was just listening to your earlier episodes earlier this week. And like, your intros are like, just like so much love. Like, what a way to start a podcast episode. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. I'm just so excited that you're here. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's so sweet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, for our listeners, before we dive into all of your magic, I would love for you to share your beginning, let's like rewind. Can you tell us a little bit from either from your childhood or how you got into this industry and just kind of um, where you are now as this, you know, fierce cosmic island woman. (laughs) So take us back and then to now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, there's been a lot. Truly, we are really like ever changing beings. If you had have asked me 10 years ago, if I would be where I am now, I wouldn't have guessed this at all. Like I wouldn't have thought this. It's constantly changing, but I would say overall, it really started with my mental health journey. I guess my just my discovery with myself and understanding who I am and how I work and navigating life <laughs> with no blueprint <laughs> yes. or manual. And, you know, so I originally intended to just, I liked to travel. So that's where the Wandering Lioness started. And so it was more about just sharing my journey, just wandering around. And that sort of changed into like expressing my mental health journey and also sharing about the changes with my body. I started to openly share a bit more on my spirituality and my history with all of that and I don't like like labels and like when people are like what do you do like I don't know what to say because I'm like we're so multi-dimensional we do so many things I like connecting with people I like sharing with people and just being vulnerable coming from a vulnerable space and connecting with others that like to do that as well so that's what sort of I guess brought me to where I am today
0: (laughs) That is so impactful. I love how you show up online in the essence of just who you are, and you're just able to, as you said, like connect on such a deep level. And as you go through your human journey, you're bringing everyone else along, and then you're also helping them to do the same. So I think you really are as I would put it, like a world changer in that, right? Where I feel like we often can feel so isolated, so alone. Like, I mean, the human experience is hilarious within itself because we're kind of put here without an instruction manual. And like, we're like, what the hell, like, what are we going to do? Right? But I know. think ha- <laughs> but having people like you, where not only are you sharing that like WTF, like journey, but then it's like, oh my gosh, like, let me, everything that I'm learning, let me then share that with you. And we, you know, let's like, hold on for the ride. And I think that is so cool.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So like, thank you. I appreciate that. And the same ditto for you as well. Like, I think it's important for us to be open and sharing and stuff. And like you said, it can be confusing and lonely and isolating and challenging and to just, Yes, yeah, social media comes with some challenges and stuff like <laughs> it comes with a lot of shit, but like it also comes with so many beautiful blessings like connecting and learning and sharing and growing and evolving. So yeah, it's I. It's magical, really. It's messy, but it's magical.
0: Recently, uh, you were reading Alexandra L's book, How We Heal, which mm-hmm. I cannot wait to get my hands on. And I wanted to ask you, you're reading a chapter of hers where it talks about how are you making room for new beginnings? So mm. in your life, how are you making room for those new beginnings?
1: Uh, that's something I am I, constantly working through. Like, so I'm just moving through Alex's book. Like, it's amazing. Highly recommend. But it's such an important part in our evolution is making space, but it's so it's For me, it's sort of like taking these inventory checks with myself and like my journal is my, one of my biggest tools. And it's something I recommend for every single freaking client of mine is to like, get a journal, (laughs) journal your emotions, journal your, your happenings. Like it's so important because our mind is so chaotic. So when you can sit with yourself and be intentional with yourself to reflect and release, um, I think that's sort of that, like, catalyst tool that helps me to understand what I need to release, what I need to let go of. And it's it's not that if anything's, like, good or bad, it's if it's in alignment for me. If it's no longer in alignment, you know, like, we're constantly changing. So, naturally, things are not going to – we're not going to take things on our, on our journey forever. You know, relationships change, connections change, the, our tastes change. So, it's just – making time to check in with myself and and just ask myself listen to my intuition is this working for me do I need to make where can I make some space like or if you can if sometimes I feel too if you're hitting a block like if you're hitting a wall it's like okay time to like step back and like reassess the situation and like (laughs) see what I need to do like what do I need like what needs to go you know so yeah making space you can't Allow yourself to evolve if you're not making space for yourself.
0: How do you define a sign and a synchronicity? Because I often, (laughs) I'm I'm a very spiritual person. I, I can find a sign in almost anything and everything. I often, I'm like, that probably was not a sign. I'm just making it out to be. So how do you define the signs and synchronicities for yourself?
1: So don't question it honestly, don't question it. Like when we start to question things, it's like our rational, logical mind steps in and that gets in the way of spiritual flow because to Mm. me, spirituality is so fluid. It's creativity. Essentially, there is no logic in the spiritual Mm. realm of things. Um, That's just unfortunately a challenge of the human experience, I think if you're noticing signs and synchronicities, if it like, it, you'll, you know, because it lights, it creates a little flutter inside, inside. It, it, your heart feels warm. You feel a little bit of excitement. You feel to me, signs and synchronicities are like little whispers from your soul or from spirit that are letting you know, like you're doing great kid, or you're on the right path, you know, like they're really, really subtle. So I love that you see them constantly, like because they are constantly showing up in so many different ways. And it's just basically creating your own language with your soul and with spirit so that it becomes easy to identify, you know, what are your like signs and synchronicities?
0: I guess like a various range of different things that pertain particularly to me, it can be something from I listen to a lot of music where it it, there's a lot of like good energy music that I listen to where it's either talking about like one of my favorite songs is from princess diaries and it talks about how you don't need wings to fly. And I, and, but it, And sometimes I'll come on at a random time if I'm feeling really down and, you know, in myself, or Mm -hmm. I've even had sometimes people come up to me and they'll be like, you know, I don't know why I'm saying this to you, but like, I think that you're doing like a really great job or I just want to give you a hug. Like it's things like that, or just the most unexplained random things. It's always random, but it's always at the most perfect time in which I need. I So I'm a very... I guess, vision driven person, where I will envision, like, I will envision me speaking with Oprah. I'll envision myself, like, you know, on like the red carpet or like, you know, in movie, whatever, whatever it is. And I, and especially like in the shower or like when I'm listening to music, I'll like envision all these things and I live very deliriously. And so <laughs> that's also where like it comes up as well, where I just, I just have these very strong feelings about things, or I've been put into different situations where I'm like, this has to be happening for a reason, or I feel something coming. Or I, I've also, I freaked out my friends sometimes because I will sometimes when we're with each other and I'll be like, we're going to run into somebody that I know, or mm. I can tell when someone's about to call me. It's very, it's very weird. And then my dreams, oh, we'll have to have a whole conversation on, <laughs> on dreams. Cause my dreams are so vivid, Christy. They're so vivid. That. It's wild. No,
1: but I, like all of this is yes to all of the above. Like, you know, it's, it feels random, but it's not, it's really not like there is a divine timing, a divine orchestration happening about our lives. And those little synchronicities are literally just nudges from spirit that are like letting you know you're on the right path and and motivating you and inspiring you. Because especially like you said the right words, it's what happens when you most need it because the human experience again, it's like, it's so challenging. And so you get these little like, you know, like a little high five, or you know, it's like a, a little a micro hug or something. I love that you are so connected. It sounds like you're very connected to spirit and very connected to your intuition as well, which is so important, I think.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. And yeah. and I, I wanted to speak about trusting your intuition. Yeah. I, I think as I've gotten. Older Now in the space that I am, I'm really leaning more on trusting my intuition. I think before what I found, especially when I got into romantic relationships or even dealing with like other toxic type of relationships, um, whether that came from friendships, family, the whole thing, it became really hard to trust my intuition. Like I would Mm – I can feel it in my gut like this isn't okay or I don't feel safe or I don't feel good. But then – there was another part of myself which I'm sure is, and I talk about this a lot in terms of just like unhealed trauma that I'm still working towards or through, where I've been very conditioned to think, okay, well, even though my it's in my gut, I'm gonna still move forward, or I'm still gonna like try, or I'm still gonna keep this person in my life because, you know, and then that taps back into if I don't keep that person in my life, then I'm gonna remain unloved or unwanted or unaccepted, like all these different things where there's this battle between my gut and like my unhealed trauma actions. And so I've had to, and I'm still learning the, the tools in which to build a better trust and because it is a relationship with your gut and your intuition intuition that I've had to rebuild and so I would love for you to share more on your trusting your intuition and any
1: advice or tools that you have found to be really helpful in that One of the biggest reasons why we don't trust it is because of unresolved unhealed trauma. That tends to, I like to say it tends to uh, dirty up our antenna. So we're basically like walking antennas, constantly receiving information, whether it's just, what do I need to eat today? Or do I like this person? Or should I go and buy this? Or should I, it's like, life is just literally decisions, constant decisions. That's all, that's all it is, is a series of decisions, right? So your intuition helps you navigate and make the decisions that are best aligned for you. Because of the way our society, unfortunately, is structured with like hustle culture and stuff, minimizing our feelings, suppressing our feelings, suppressing our traumas and emotions, it becomes difficult to trust our intuition because we can't, we don't really know how to identify what, how it shows up for us. People often get intuition or like what their guidance is confused with anxiety and if there's unhealed trauma and stuff, you will you will operate more out of a place of fear. And you're going to be making decisions based on your ego, which is hurt, mm. and just trying to protect you, where your soul speaks to you a completely different way. So it's not easy intuition development. It's a skill that we're all born with. And I mean, if babies are so naturally intuitive. We know exactly when we need to eat, when we're sad, when we need to sleep, like, you know, and then as we get older, as we move out into this crazy world, we tend to shut it down or not trust it or life experiences happen. So it's really getting to know yourself, work through the the traumas and... The pain that we go through and that's going to be constant, right? Like it's not like, oh, I trust my intuition and I never feel pain anymore. And I never have challenges or struggles. It just helps you to understand what's right and what's not. It's not easy. It took me quite a while to really understand what my intuition is, how it shows up for me, because it is a language that's different for everybody. It shows up for everybody very differently and then the more you develop it, it will, it's constantly changing too. So it's intentional work. Again, journaling's another a tool that I like to use for that because you can sit with yourself and say like, is this an anxious feeling? Is this a feeling from fear? But you said it right when you said like it, it's a gut feeling. It either feels right or it feels wrong, but then your ego steps in and it's just trying to it thinks it's doing the right thing, and it might sway you to make the wrong decision. But I will say this: you're never making the wrong decisions, like whatever is meant for you will show up for you. You might just take the offbeaten path If you're not trusting your intuition, you'll always end up where you're supposed to be. Intuition's just there to help make the journey a little smoother and i I think that
0: is so, so powerful. It leads me to something that you shared we are all living our own truths there's no right or wrong perspective mm-hmm. can you share more on this
1: yeah oh it's like especially i mean like we live in cancel cancel what is it cancel culture is such a huge thing right yes. now um and we get people get so easily triggered and like <laughs> It's, it's taken some work for me to not get so wrapped up or like involved in other people's truths. And that again goes hand in hand with the intuitive work. But we are all living different perspectives and seeing things from different perspectives based on how we grew up based on how our lives have been shaped. So what Mm -hmm. would affect someone in a positive way might not affect someone in a positive way. And it's important to find your own truth. For me, though, it's always, it should always be coming with the best intentions, though. There's a difference. Every, everything, the way the outcome of something is important and dependent on the intention that goes behind it. So if it's coming from a place of love, Mm -hmm. that's different than if it's coming from a place of hurt or evil or something heavy. (laughs) But Um, everybody's, we can't, we're all so different. We're all connected. We're all one consciousness, but we're all so different. We're all so diverse. That's part of this experience. And we have to understand that we are shown different perspectives to help us with our own. It's, it's all lessons and teachings. And so if we can, you know, accept or hear things with a little bit of grace, I think it shifts the way we receive information or we receive connections from people. So I think slowing down is also important to understand people's perspectives. Let it sit with you and and see what it does for you. And it's not about like, well, this made me feel this way. So, you know, it's just letting, just letting everyone, understanding everyone's truths and, and becoming more of an observer, I think, is important to you
0: creating that allowance, active listening, Mm -hmm. it's really, really hard. (laughs) I used to be the type of arguer where I would always be thinking about the next thing that I'm going to say, because Mm -hmm. I'm trying to not only prove my point, but I think it got wrapped up in proving my, my, my worth and, and defending myself, as you said before, ego being hurt and so I think, especially in in having, because um, I've had multiple conversations and hard conversations where something has happened, we have two different perspectives on it. There's either trauma involved, hurt feelings involved, and something that I am learning to do, stepping back taking time because I'm also a rusher. I'm like, I just want this. I I don't want to feel this like pain anymore. I don't want to feel hurt anymore. Uh, Let's just like talk it out, get over it. But taking time and then asking the intention, asking the goal, because I think that are we is the goal to understand each other is the goal for us just to be right like mm-hmm. is the intention good is the intention bad mm-hmm. and i think those are all the things that have really helped me to try to hear more and to also understand at the end of the day as, as which i why i love this quote so much We are all going to have those different perspectives all the time because we are different people. No one is going to walk in each other's shoes. It's Mm -hmm. not possible. So with that being said, as you said, allowing grace for that. And especially if the person is coming with good intent and it's not to harm. um, And it's more so in moving forward with love.
1: Yes. I love that. Beautifully said, but it's, it's true. Like what you were saying about, you know, rushing and wanting to get things done. That's, that is part of the problem. I think where we get offended by people's truths is because we are, again, it's like this hustle, hustle, go, go, go get everything done. If we just slow the pace down a little bit and take time to actually think we're not really taught that, right? Like we're not taught that as a kid i don't remember i was taught that in my 30s like so <laughs> yes you know it's it's a lot of unlearning the way we've been taught and then relearning and so it's a, it is a slow process everybody yeah everyone has different truths and different experiences in life i want the just the world to like soften just a little bit you know like i'm just i'm hopeful that that will start to happen also a, a sort of lesson in ba- boundary work like e- establishing some boundaries there and like letting things sit at the boundary and not letting it cross your boundary if that makes sense mm-hmm.
0: yes I don't know why I I just thought when you said for the world to soften I was thinking of like a hard-boiled egg and when you put <laughs> when you make hard-boiled eggs and you, and the water's boiling and everything's so hot and it, you know, and it just eventually it cracks, but when it does, it is soft on the inside. Oh but I was thinking about that because there's so, yeah, there's so, I <laughs> <Thank> you <laughs> but there, I think, and I, I hope that for the world as well too, because I, I do, I believe so much in love and I think that. There's more opportunity for love than there is hate. And I think that, you know, if uh, the world can move forward in that,
1: my gosh, right? (laughs) there would be so much positive change. But we are love, you know, like hate is something that we're taught that all these lower vibrational energies is stuff that we're taught essentially we know love yes. we know light we know purity we know honesty oh. we know respect we know naturally those are the good things that are existing within us all the other things just the stuff that kind of layers on as we go through life so yeah I love that analogy with the egg like I see how you're a visual you're a visual thinker <laughs> I love that. Yeah,
0: but I love what you just said too, because oh my gosh, that is oh that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> You were also, I love that you read so much and I'm getting Mm -hmm. back into reading and I think it's such a, it's such a powerful thing. You're reading um, Lisa uh, Lister's presence, know yourself, claim your power, take up space. Mm -hmm. And you were asking yourself questions. How can I show up fully in my essence? What brings me the most joy? What is fully aligning with me? What isn't? Mm -hmm. What and who aren't serving me in my journey? And you said something that I was just like, oh. My gosh, my presence really is my power. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yes. Lisa wow. Lister is a brilliant author. I absolutely adore her. She's an like fabulous um author, illustrator. Like she's mother witch. Like she is the most magical mother witch. And but she is one of my teachers, and she is the one who really helped me to stand in my power and and understand that the difference that we all hold is our magic, like our essence, the essence that each person carries is our magic, is our power. It's the thing that actually propels us through life, our presence. Again, society kind of fucks shit up, like making us, the patriarchy, (laughs) you know, like making us uncomfortable with our bodies, uncomfortable with our minds, like, Specifically, I'm talking about women here, you know, like, we've been sort of programmed to think small and not take up space and not react and not respond. And so understanding that. I'm fierce, and I can be loud. And you know, that's my power. That's my presence. That's my power. It's who I am. I can't change that. So I want to stand fully in that it's it's, it wasn't easy. And I still struggle with that imposter syndrome is real. But I always come back to myself and remember that I'm magic, you're magic. It's what makes the world so cool. You know? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, my
0: gosh. Can we Dive into your soul readings. I want yes. to know how you got started with that. Explain what it is. I just want to know yeah. all like the magical teams. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, woof, So I am a psychic medium, and I've always been. I was born a medium. I was born with the ability to see spirit and communicate with spirit. I shut it off at a very young age. Mostly out of fear, I think, but also because it's not something that's so widely accepted. If you say I see ghosts, people are like, yeah, you're a crazy girl. I shut it down for a long time and still sort of tapped in here and there, but kept things mostly to myself. Just prior to the pandemic, I started to, it was basically impossible to ignore spirit and ignore paranormal activity was constantly happening to me. And Mm -hmm. so I started to study, I started to read books, I started to learn, I um, took a bunch of courses with a bunch of different psychics who've been really helpful with me um, on my journey. And essentially, I was just trying to understand my abilities, I didn't have the intention to be a quote unquote, professional psychic. I'm a hair and makeup artist by trade. And I've been doing that for 20 years. So I had like, you know, like a kind of, I don't know, commercial, I guess you could say job. Yeah, just with my development continuing to unravel and being more open about it on my platform and with my friends and my family and clients even. It just sort of exploded. And yeah, now I offer readings publicly to people. It's my absolute passion. Like I, I, I love, I'm so grateful that I've stepped into this role that I was born to do, that I come from a lineage of seers, my great-grandmother, my great-aunt, were are all practicing mediums in Trinidad and Tobago. And yeah, it just, it feels really good to be myself and trust and step into this role, continue to develop and continue to explore what mediumship is and different psychic abilities, I guess you could say. I just, I really love holding space for people like in, for their healing journey as well. Like I'm a very Mm. firm believer that when, like when I heal, you heal, when you heal, I heal. And the more we're sharing space for each other and understanding each other's healing journeys helps my own, you know, it helps the consciousness, it helps the world. And so I really love holding space for clients because the main thing I find with my readings is that people are trying to understand life and death and what happens after we die, after the body dies, because the soul never dies. And I think too, most of us have had experiences with spirit. We just don't have the confirmation to understand what just happened, who did, did, did I just see that? Did I just feel that? Did I just hear that? And synchronicities and signs show up for people as well. And I think with readings, it's like a form of validation and confirmation as well for my clients. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not crazy. I, I am connecting with my grandpa or I am connecting with my dad or, you know it's, it's really magical. It's really cool. And spirit, we're not, it's not separate the spirit world. We're existing within the spirit realm. Like there's spirits hanging out with us right now. I'm just really blessed and honored that I can be a vessel for spirit and help others communicate with them and receive messages from them. So yeah, it's been a really cool journey. I remember when I was little, my parents used to tell me so many stories
0: of which I, because I feel like kids are probably the closest to heaven, as people like to say, or to spirit world, or, you know, and so, but I used to, I used to share stories about like my past life, like how I had all these like brothers and sisters, and like I was telling like full out like details, and then got a little bit older and I would, see like different things and in my childhood home because i mean we we live in a place that's very very historic so like Ooh, all of the places here lovely. are like filled with either spirits ghosts like the mm-hmm. whole the whole bit yeah and oh my gosh i saw so much as a kid now for me as a kid, that freaked me out. I was like, nope, I'm not, not saying anything. But, but it was interesting because at, at every single age that I did see something, my sister saw it at every single age as well too. On my mom's side, my grandmother and and ancestors and everything, like there's so many different things among them as well. Whether I mean, it, I think it even goes as deep as they – I'm not sure if they were like psychics or mediums. I think they took it more from an approach because my mom, she was – not a Christian, but it was it's a very similar they have a different different doctrine, but it's very similar to Christianity. And so, but they kind of came at it from that. And but then there were other people who came at it from I have a lot of native Native American in my family. And so mm-hmm. they were more so um seeing a lot of things through like the sun, the earth, and you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. so it's it's interesting that like in terms of spirituality, there's so many different perspectives and so many different, you know, beliefs surrounding that, but it's Uh, I always found it to be super interesting because I think at the end of the day, it's, it's still kind of this, this connection that we're talking about and this, like this interconnection that we're having and that we're all kind of searching, trying to, I think, get reconnected with ourselves, our purpose, our souls, especially as we like go through the world. And because of course, like environment, the things that we go through kind of, Mm -hmm. as you said, earlier in terms of dirtying the antenna you mm-hmm. kind of like dirty up our that or kind of like disconnect us from like who we are i want to speak on dreams because
1: do you have vivid dreams christy i have been working with my dreams so because i am so active with the spirit world throughout the day i have set a sort of boundary with spirit at night that i that's my resting time so mm-hmm. I do have vivid dreams. I don't remember them every single time. And for me, when I do wake up remembering it or when it's very stirs something up, when you wake up, I'm like, I got to write this down or I got to record it. I'm more of a recorder. Like I will dream work is really a, a big one for me. And it's one that I encourage in my clients as well, because I, yes, there's some things that come up from our subconscious, but we, I do believe we go to other realms in our sleep I do believe we interact with other beings in our sleep and that's when our body is the most relaxed and quiet. So that's when people tend to have spirit experiences more often. I wish I could remember my dreams every day, but I also am happy that I don't because I just feel like I'm waking up like, oh, I just slept. Like, I don't. (laughs) I don't really want to know what adventures I was on every night. Like I want to just wake up feeling rested and not, you know, like connecting to this, to the dream activity and stuff. But I love, I love so much hearing about people's active dreams. Like there's so much that actually happens and it's also fuel for our everyday creativity, our everyday decisions and stuff. So I love that you have active dreams. I just want to ask though about, um, yes. your connection to spirit. And why did you turn it off? I
0: think because to give extra context and it's not, I mean, it's, it's something I've touched on a tiny bit, but my mom, she was heavily connected. I mean, I mean, it, to the point where I almost feel, cause I all—I always think about our bodies being these vessels that we also need to protect. And I, I've always considered myself more so like a faith-based person where I believe in God, but then I also believe in spirituality and like Mm -hmm. universe and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And so my protection has always come from prayer and God and everything like that. And so with my mom, she more so believed that like every piece of religion has some truth to it, which also, I mean, total possibility. The other thing though, is I think that my mom, she didn't necessarily know how to protect her, her spirit a lot. Mm -hmm, And I think mm -hmm. that because of that, there's a lot of things that I think that happen spiritually. And so with all that being said, the things that I saw as a kid, it was really scary. I mean, it was to the point where like, I think that it was more so, I don't, I don't want to be like an evil spirit, but like it was, it was just something that like, you knew it wasn't good, I yeah. guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And so I think because of that, and I think because it radiated off of a lot of stuff that I think my mom, I'm not sure if she like, I think that sometimes when she felt like, oh, like I'm speaking to this person or speaking to that person, to me and my gut, it didn't feel like that person or this person because it felt more like an impersonation of that person or this person. Interesting. Yeah, so so I think that, there's kind of like that disconnect happening. And I just I just felt like, and just how I grew up, I I definitely am such an empathic person. I pick up on so much energy and everything. And mm-hmm. I think that also, and speaking about it in therapy, like my, my parents, they divorced when I was two, but they lived in the same household. So like, oh. I think my empathicness and me picking up on a lot of things came a lot from that and that trauma. Yeah, so it was just kind of all this mixture where it just felt bad. It didn't feel good. And so right. I think- as I've now that I've gotten older and looking back at that, and I've had other experiences where I mean, <laughs> this is also something I've never shared. Yes, I love this. <laughs> For an example, I just like, oh my gosh, this sounds insane, but I swear it happened. So I was playing with my dad, and I don't know, like I, I remember running up the stairs, and my dad was like, Oh, I'm gonna get you, and I was like, Okay, whatever. So then I go into my childhood bedroom and I'm under the covers, I'm reading a book and I remember something plopping next to me. It was like somebody got into the bed next to me and popped on my bed and I was like, "Dad, stop." Because I'm assuming I'm like, it's just my dad, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I can feel I can feel the body next to me in the bed and I remember like peeking up from underneath the covers and it was it looked like my dad, but it wasn't my dad. And it had the most like evil mm. smile I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I screamed bloody murder. I was frozen in place, just screaming. And then I just somehow got enough courage to like bolt to the door, ran downstairs, screaming. Like I'm screaming from my room all the way to downstairs. Like my room is right next to the stairs. So I'm screaming all the way downstairs. I get to the kitchen. And then I see my mom and I was like, did you not hear me screaming? And she's like, no, I didn't hear you at all. Like she didn't hear me screaming on the stairs. She didn't hear me screaming in my room. And then my dad comes out. He's like, what's wrong? I was like, why did you scare me like that? He's like, what are you talking about? Like he, cause he had a room downstairs. Mm-hmm. And so, and he swears he wasn't in the room with me. So it was, th- it was things like that where yeah. I just was like, oh, hell no. Like I'm <laughs> not, I do no, Thank you. I'm good. Sayonara. Like this is not it. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> it was just wild having those instances. Yeah, I was just like, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. no, no, yeah, yeah, because it just it felt like a spiritual attack.
1: Especially because you mentioned that you have uh, Native American ancestry, right? So it sounds like you were experiencing shapeshifters, um, which is very common in island culture and in Native culture. I think this is why I like my goal is to start to work with kids because I know, especially if you don't have a spiritual parent or, or like mine, my father, like it's, there's a fear, right? Like if you're fear-based, then your beliefs and your views on what you experience are going to come with that fear-based education from your parents and your grandparents and stuff. So I really want to help work with kids, because you're right, we are very connected to God's energy, source energy, when we're fresh out the womb and little babies and, you know, kids and stuff before we get <laughs> infected by the world, I guess you could say. <laughs> we're way more connected to spirit and and to seeing and feeling and hearing things. Um And so I really want to work with kids to help with that fear and dream world, go mm-hmm. we'll circle back to the dream things, a big thing with kids too. And it's often one of my most asked questions from parents is like my you know my kids waking up with a nightmare my kids saw something in their sleep like what can i teach them what can i you know so teaching that we can Mm -hmm. actually have boundaries with the spirit world that they have to respect is a really big thing and my i like to teach this a lot so that we can have a different approach on what the spirit world is what the dream world is i think too unfortunately hollywood really also shit up for us with that like in like creating all these like evil horror movies and like ghosts that are haunting us and like that's that doesn't actually happen unless you call that energy in right Mm. so if you're not coming from that place then your dreams are going to be lovely and your interaction with spirit will be lovely because it's the boundary that you set and the beliefs that you have attached to it so I hope that you can turn that gift back on because it's a helpful one because you will get, you're already intuitive and you're already connected to your intuition, but you will likely get stronger nudges and connections and experiences from spirit, from your loved ones and your ancestors that will just better help the journey for you, you know? So, yeah, I hope that you can turn that on again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I think, I think that I'm in a space where I feel so much better, but for, for different things. And so now anything that I like experience or anything that I feel it all feels from a good place. I think again, a lot of that when you're Dealing with so much trauma and things that are happening that shouldn't be happening, it, it, I think it's hard to see the light in that. And so now, yeah. like being in therapy and like doing so much like inner work and being wrapped up in, you know, meditation, prayer, good energy, and yeah. I, it just feels so different. Plus, as you said, I now have such a strong boundary, not only spiritually, mm-hmm. but then also physically in okay. terms of, especially with, because being an empathic, you just, you pick up on everybody, mm-hmm. like me in crowds before, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I could feel people's like sadness or, or depression or anxiety or, and then it would become my own. And I didn't know how to like separate. Yep. Um, but now I feel like. A lot better with that, and I'm working on stronger tools with that. So, it I don't think that's ever really gone away. If anything, probably my ancestors are like, let's just like give her a little bit of a break until <laughs> right. she like, feels confident <laughs> in this, and then we can, you know, right? Yeah, I honestly, go I from think there. That, yeah,
1: I think that that is what happens because I feel like that's what happened with me, you know, like they basically made it impossible for me to ignore. So, it, I, you're right, it's it. it it is not something that we turn off. I guess it's in a sense, yes, but it's more like we turn the volume down, like we turn the dial down. Very. Yes. Um, yes. So it's more like cranking that up again on, like you said, also like on a clear, you know, like doing the work and stuff. So like on a clear station, on a clear channel now, like, okay, let's revisit the connection. So yeah, I love that. Good for you. Thank
0: you. Oh my gosh. I've never shared that before. So. <laughs> Thank you for sharing it with me. Yeah. <laughs> Us, everyone listening. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, but it's great though. I mean, yeah. this is this is exactly why I love having these conversations because it's not it is not a story I would ever share otherwise. And yeah. so it but it yeah. you know, this is such a safe space. And so I am I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful yeah. that we can, you know, share all those things. And Thank so you. Yes, of course. Well, thank you. And um I wanted to speak on auras. You know, being mm-hmm. in tuned and I wanted to know, like, are you I'm sure to like an untrained eye, it's hard to see someone's aura or like pick up on their energy and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But now that um being trained in that and and, and as you are working more towards that Do you easily pick up on people's auras and energies? And then how does that translate when you're communicating with people from good people, maybe not so good people? Mm -hmm. And so how does that all work?
1: Honestly, again, this is another natural gift that I think we all have. Because if you think about kids, when we're coloring people, often kids will color them different colors you know, like you'll see them and they're coloring yes. like, Oh, well, this person's purple or this person's yellow. And we don't understand the adult looking at the picture, like, well, why is that person purple? You know, but likely that child is picking up on an energy on on the aura mm. of that person. So I was able to see actually see colors and auras and stuff. I think now because my other abilities have strengthened, it's more of a feeling and, and, most of us are empathic and sensitive. um, So it is more of a feeling. And that's something I had to work on, too, because it came to a point for me where I really suffered from anxiety and depression for a very long time, but also just social anxiety going out to places, because like you said, I would go out and I would feel so much on top of that Part of my abilities is the ability to hear spirit or to hear, I guess, the thoughts of other people as well. And so I would go somewhere and I would get this overwhelming rush of just like, oof, like energy and feeling everything and hearing so people's thoughts and 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 it was just overwhelming. So I really had to work on that. Now with my training and development and stuff, it's it is easy for me. I am like basically a human lie detector now and so if someone's not lying if someone is lying to me or lying to someone else honestly I don't it's not like I'm like you're lying and I like <laughs> say something you know <laughs> but I sort of look at them like mm-hmm, like mm. give them this look so that they know I know they're lying you know but uh, if you want to yeah. speak your truth you speak your truth you know so I it's, but it is then for me like a signal like, okay, I need to put my, my boundary up, like my shield up a little bit to protect myself from this person who's not being authentic. That's a big red flag for me. So it is very easy for me, I guess, to sense energy. And I think, too, because I am an open vessel, I often attract a lot of energies and a lot of people and random people just speaking to me on the streets and stuff feeling comfortable to like talk about their, you know, like at life stories, all this, like I get this all the time when I'm traveling, but I love it because it's like something drew you to me and something's drawing me to you. Let's have this conversation, but it is all energy or is just an energy. It's a vibe of somebody and- they're either vibing high or vibing a little low. It's not that they're good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's just the dissonance that you feel in your body. Does it feel right to me? Does this person feel right to me? Like you, your body tells you, like you go you go to a movie yes. and you watch a movie, You're like that made me feel good. You know, like that's an energy or an aura. You talk to someone, that person makes me feel so good. You're feeling their aura. You're feeling their energy. So it, your body is constantly in communication with you, telling you, what's right, what's not for you, you know? So it's again, kind of tapping into that intuition practice and stuff to understand what's, what's good. And, and, you know, and and it speaks differently for everyone too. You might get a certain sensation, like your, the hairs on the back of your neck might stand up when you talk to someone or you might get some goosebumps or something. And that's spirit being like, pay attention, you know, like, check in here you know so i i could talk about energy all damn day like (laughs) like i I wanted to (laughs) i wanted to say
0: to that and it is rare when a movie with a good twist gets me because Mm -hmm. i can always tell who like the you know villain in quotation is yeah I just, I always know, because as you said, I'm just like, mm, this doesn't feel good. Mm, I think it's, you know, I have to keep it to myself because so I don't want to ruin the movie. But then sometimes it's hilarious because when we get to the end and they were like, how did you see that twist coming? I'm like, how did you
1: not see it? Like, I literally like knew it was her Energy. or him. And yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. How like when you're when you're interacting with people like do you would you say mm. that that antenna is turned on where you can feel like this person yes. feels good or not?
0: Yes, 1000%. And it's yeah. so funny because I've also been in a situation where everyone can like love this person and I'm yeah. like mm-mm,
1: mm-mm.
0: same. And then but I won't same. yeah, but I won't say anything. I will not say anything. And then literally later on and they're like, uh-huh. "Oh, like this per-, I'm like, "I know. Uh-huh. I know." But yep. see, I have also now there's been a couple of people that have kind of like slipped their way past cuz mm-hmm. they, you know, and I because the other thing that and I'm working on this I can see people's potential a lot like I can see you know and I'm like oh like you can trip me up because I'm not paying attention to who Mm -hmm. they are right now because that potential has to be chosen and they Mm -hmm. haven't chosen that yet so that's that's something I'm working on
1: yeah yeah I love that thank Thank you you. but it's good like yes the same like it's that's the difficulty is always seeing potential in people but that's where those boundaries come in you know like it's it's so it's kind of like okay I'm gonna leave my door open just a little bit for you but mm-hmm. as soon as the, the next thing pops up, then I'm like, no, then it's like door door closed, you know? So it's, yes, I will give people a chance, but I think that's why too, with like catching people in lies, I'm like, okay, let me, can you validate yourself here? But I am keeping you at a distance, you know? So I am definitely now even more so in a place where, I am also
0: been have been in the past the type of person where I will typically put everyone before myself. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, obviously not the the healthy way to be. And so I have shifted that and I, I need to be good, I need to be healthy. I need to make sure that I'm pouring every all the love and hype that I can give to other people. I want to make sure that I'm pouring back that into myself and just really strengthening myself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And so that that's really the place that I'm in now and I, I I love it. like this is probably even as I'm working through all the things and and it is it's hella hard. I mean, it's just it just is. it's a fight, right? But I'm just, like, f- understanding and embracing the fact that, like, I'm worth fighting for and that I'm, like – and I am, I'm doing that for myself feels really really damn powerful and I'm really excited about that
1: yeah no and it shows because I've seen the transformation on your in your posts and what you share and stuff and it's like so lovely to see like because like you said it's not easy we go through so many challenges and stuff but it's so nice to see that you're constantly finding the light and you are a beacon of light. Like, my gosh, I love seeing you. Like, I love your post because it's just this, like, gorgeous energy, your beautiful laugh, your gorgeous smile. Like, it's just like, I'm light, you know? And, like, that, it's so important to stand in that light because it also, that's what cancels out the negative and the bad in the world. Like, you can't cancel out evil without love and light. So, I love that you stand in that and are embracing this journey and it shows with what you share. So it's amazing. You're amazing. Thank you so
0: much, Christy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, uh, girl, I'm going to reverse you because you are
1: amazing as well.
0: And thank you. Thank you so much. I, I'm i so happy that you feel that because the joy that I have, I mean, I I want to share it with the world, protecting it as well, but, but yeah. sharing it with the world. So I'm so happy that you feel that. And I mean, my yeah. gosh, as I said before. Everything that you're doing, all the work that you're putting in, um, and that you're truly changing the world on such an individual person-to-person level, that is so beautiful. It's so impactful. And I am just, I'm so happy that you exist.
1: Thank you. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: adore you so
1: much. Oh, and and same, thank girl. you so much again for coming on the bloom pod thank you it's honestly it's been such an honor it's been such a pleasure this has been such an amazing conversation
0: yay oh my gosh thank you so much again <laughs> where can everyone find you
1: the wandering is my main website and then i'm on tiktok and instagram um, at the wandering lioness you all please go
0: follow her embrace her she's just truly sunshine on my feed. and thank thank you you just so much
1: again oh thank you so much lauren this was awesome thank you and that wraps up
0: another episode of the bloom pod thank you so much for joining us for today's conversation seriously every single one always becomes our newest favorite at Hello and Blue Media, it is our number one mission to make sure that all women feel seen, heard, and included. If you aren't already, we would love for you to go give Hello Blue Media a follow on Instagram. You can find us at Hello Blue Media or at www.hellobluemedia.com.
1: Until next time, everyone. Bloom on! Bloom on.